Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Don. We are The Loaded. What a day we're having. It's been an incredible day. We've had some great guests already. a great day. And it's a nice little pop-up. Well, so we, we talk to some great people from our industry I, I and reconnecting. Of, I sort of feel like a fish, though, in a fishbowl. In the goldfish bowl with people yeah, watching. people walking past. I think, I, think, I think our next guest has got his social media fans outside because they're taking some pictures. Yeah, I think. We, we got people. We got people videoing us as we speak. There we wow. go. Taking we're, we're, photos. We're, we're on display. There we go. <laughs> Look at that. So, anyway. who do we have in the studio now? Um, we have Jimmy. Jimmy, welcome to our studio. It's very right. good to see you. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. My name is Jimmy El Gohari, and uh, I I am from the country known as Egypt. Okay. Where was I'm originally from a small town called Shibin. Okay. Uh, which uh, I haven't been to in 20 years. And that's where my family actually is from. I've never yep. lived there. Uh, I've only lived there for maybe a year of university. But I am from Cairo by association. Ah. And Alexandria. So I lived okay. nine years in Alexandria. Uh, about six or seven years in Cairo. And I grew up in Abu Dhabi, actually. Okay. Yeah, and now I'm here in Dubai since 2018. I'm uh, working. Uh, I've been working as a freelancer in the industry for over 17 years. Wow. Okay. And a freelancer uh, doing what? Um, well, I did almost everything. Okay. Uh, Wait. At the beginning. Wait. <laughs> Back to the beginning. Yeah. How did you get into events? Cool. That's How a good How did question. you get into this world? It's a really good question. I love this yeah. question. So. Um, I um, I fantasized about being a musician when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. I loved Metallica. I'd, 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 Ooh, I'd, Metallica. Yeah, I'd be in my in my bedroom at night, you know, ditching homework and holding my tennis racket and looking into the into the into the mirror. Favorite Metallica yeah, song? Yeah, pretending to be James Hetfield and and I it was just a fantasy yeah. in my head. Favorite favorite Metallica song? Uh, Fade to Black. Ooh, nice, yes. yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Always all-time favorite. You can stay. You can <laughs> stay. You, you surprise me. Oh, every I love day. Metallica. <laughs> I have no idea. People hate Metallica for no reason. I mean, they, they have no. They clue. are legends. The yeah. voice. Yeah. James the instrumental. Mm. The melody. Mm. You're like you're like crushing on them right now. I can see Big it. Time. I saw them in concert in Abu Dhabi. Really? Same. Mm. Came all the way from Egypt for it. No wow. Way. Yeah. James Hetfield, in my opinion, is the number two. Best front man ever after Freddie Mercury, so. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, I can let you have that one because okay. Freddie Mercury is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you were fantasizing in your yeah, bedroom and, um, with, with your with your tennis racket. Yeah. But then I was programmed since I was a kid to become an engineer. You know, yes, that was Middle the, Eastern could, children, yeah, man. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, exactly. So, Mine was lawyer. <laughs> so mm. I finished school, went to Egypt, went to engineering school, and then I, I didn't just, I didn't make it in engineering. I met some people, I met some musicians. Did I you met, finish the degree? Yes, I did. You did? In nine years. During which I became a, a touring artist. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> so in 2005, I joined a student organization at university by coincidence. They're called ISEC. And uh, at the same, at the, in the same year, I started, I joined my first band in Egypt. I had a band in Abu Dhabi, but it was like a battle of the bands kind of band. So you, you know? were... A singer-songwriter. Singer-songwriter, yeah. okay. Well, can I ask what the name of the band was in Egypt? The first band, Simple. Yeah. Ah, That's it. That was it. Simple. simple. It's simple. Yeah. I like it. It, yeah. says, it says what it is. Simple. It was a, it was a cover band. We played uh, emo songs like, you know, Three Doors Down and Evanescence. And, uh, oh, okay. Evanescence. <laughs> That's another one. Evanescence, man. First show, 2005. I, my, I was, you know, I, was, I had stage fright. And um, 
went on stage with the band, we were really bad. I mean, when I listened to the... To the You're like, damn. Yeah, it's really bad. When I listened to the recording from that day... Uh, but I when you were on stage, you felt good? Uh, yeah. You I, were like... I, I was scared. Yeah. Okay. And then 600 people showed up. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I want to I keep doing that. And then little, little by little, I met... Uh, a friend of mine who used to live in Abu Dhabi started another started another band in Cairo called Salalim. Okay. So Salalim is where I made my music career. Okay. Uh, it was an indie Arab pop band. Awesome. Yeah, and we were very unique. And then we, uh, you know, Egyptian Revolution happened 2011, which paved the way for indie artists who were on the streets during wow. the revolution, singing to the people to show their artistry to become more popular and more and more bands from the indie scene in Egypt started getting millions of views because they're talking about the real thing about what's yep. happening on the streets yeah Crap. my band was not really political uh, we were more of a fun times band you know funk and pop you know we just had had fun yep. originals and covers and then uh, after the no not a couple of years before the revolution we got a residency in one of the really popular places in, in Egypt called mm. After Eight was one of the popular underground bars where you can go every day and see a live band or a DJ that you would never see anywhere else yeah. in Cairo. And that's where all the popular bands performed. Um, so when we got the residency there, we started getting well known. And then on the revolution year, at the end, towards the end of the year, it was Ramadan. And then we were hired by Vodafone, one of the companies uh, of telecom, to do their Ramadan campaign. Wow. Yeah. Put That's on, huge. Put us on TV every five minutes. And then the band went boom. Yeah. And then bookings, bookings, bookings. I remember one day we had five shows on the same day in wow. Cairo. We booked the bus, put a mixer in the bus, you know, you know, and went to the first show, did the first sound check, saved it on the mixer, and then just put the mixer plug on the next show. We actually missed one of the shows because of the traffic. Wow. And we couldn't make it to one of the shows. So we they, that day we played four shows. What was what was the pinch me moment for yourself in this time? A, a moment where you just went, oh my God, when I can't we, believe this is happening. When we were hosted on uh, the equivalent of the Jon Stewart show in Egypt. What? That wow. must be huge. Yeah, it was huge. Especially in Egypt because yeah. there's such a big population and people, you know, really How engage with television. How old were you at this time? Um, it was 2013. I was... What's now? Uh, <laughs> We're in 2022, so what's that? Uh, nine was years what? ago? Nine years ago, I was 26. Oh my God, still a baby. I mean, you you start to show your age now. I'm, t I'm 37 now. Um, so I'm proud of it. I'm proud, yes. Back to why did I work in events? So I started my music career at the same time that I started working in events. But first of all, I, was, I joined, like I said, the student organization called mm. ISIC. And ISIC is an international student organization. It's still, it's still here, it's much bigger now. At that time, the, my, my university where I studied, uh, ISIC was uh, there, it was one of the branches of ISIC was there. And what ISIC did was a simulation of the corporate life of the corporate world for students, for, okay. for university students. So they can start really getting an understanding of what so, they're going yeah, to. Yeah, the first of the, the first semester, you get recruited by the HR people that recruit the new students that come, the freshmen, and then they recruit them. And then you start getting into functions and 
developing your leadership skills or, or getting into an exchange program and traveling abroad to work somewhere else, not to study. It was an exchange work program. Yeah. So you go, so you go to, you go to London, for example, uh, to Isaac in London, who have found you a member of Isaac in Egypt, a job with a company in London that uh, wants to hire an Arabic speaker to do mm. translation, something like that. And in the same time, you get to learn the culture of the country where you're visiting and so on. So there were exchange programs and there was also a leadership track, which I was more interested in. I went into the leadership track where you get to become, uh, you know, take positions in organizing conferences in becoming one of the team members who, you know, one of the functions, lead the function, lead whatever. And then uh, a position opened in uh, one of the conferences to become an events team member. And then I joined. So you were doing this at the same time as being in a band? And studying engineering. That was blowing up. All yeah. over Egypt. Yeah, and studying engineering. Did you sleep? Uh, it was fun times, you know. Being uh, yeah, no, uh, no, no sleep. Like, no, no sleep. Definitely not. Insomnia for for most of it. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, but have, loving life. I, I was yeah. It was it was incredible. Awesome. And I lived in Alex. My band was Alexandria. My band was my band was in Cairo. And that's uh, a fair and distance, my right? At the time was in Cairo, so I had to and I had to usually commute between Cairo and Alex, which is like a three-hour drive. I was going to wow. say it's a Fair distance. I had a very uh, action-filled uh, teenage. Know, you need years. you needed a driver. Yeah. So and then I started organizing conferences for students through Isaac, and then took positions for four years until I became uh, on my last year in Isaac. I became uh, uh, vice president for events in for an, for a regional conference that had all of the regions presidents of Isaac presidents of Isaac were students students as well mm -hmm. in universities but senior students yeah and uh, it's it's the conference where it's called the MENA XLDS at that time Middle East North Africa Exchange and Leadership Development Seminar I think okay yeah Gee, this sounds like a tongue twister I was like hang on a minute you know what in this industry we're so good at um, doing Acronym acronyms oh they, my love God. they love it we love our acronyms yeah. just in Dubai it was so much fun I met a lot of people from all around the world made a lot of friends and then I found my like I found what I like to do besides being a musician. Ultimately, I ultimately I wanted to be a full time musician. Yeah. And uh, I would be lying if I said that's not a that's not still something that pops up in my so head. So what every... made you shift? Was it was it just Success. circumstance or no? It, I, I was succeeding more in one area than the other. Okay, so fair enough. It made sense to just. Keep okay. on, yeah, doing what you is, are. Is, is it is it the bit where you know it's time to grow up now, and getting married and having a child? <laughs> yeah, commitment, you know, <laughs> responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, I had to bet. So, the problem with being with a band is that it's really hard. Mm. It's really hard to make it with a band because there's we we were six members, different people, different ambitions, different way of life. You know, yeah. so at some point we were we weren't sinking. Mm. It wasn't working. It, we went up and then bad management, you know, bad management is like huge 80%. Yeah. Talent management in this part of the world is it's it's a problem. It yeah. needs to be fixed. And one Is of that why you're with Event yes, Lab? Yes, yes. That's okay. one of the reasons why. So Sorry, I just I just I, totally cut yeah, that yeah, one yeah, off. Yeah, really well went line. straight exactly. there. So I saw all of the things. I saw all of the things that made my band fail. And yeah. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I had a failed music career. 
Okay. You know? And I'm still. But you bad. also had a great music career. And I also had a great. Exactly. Yeah. And you would have learned a lot during that time. 100%. Of course. I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of people. Do you have a I've poster? Of, of me. Like a poster with you in the. Uh, like yeah, a, in Cairo. Really? In Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You, know you know you've made it when what? you're on a poster. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, there was like billboards. Wow. Uh, yeah, we had billboards with my picture. Wow. Yeah. Th that was one of the, those moments where like. Pinch me. Mom. Yeah, Check look at my, my name's over there. That's amazing. Wow. There's a big billboard on the streets. Wow, and it's right me. There. Yeah, that was one of those moments. Yeah, and yeah, we had an amazing music career, and and then and then came the time where I needed to be real with myself because uh, we made a lot of money from mm. music. Yeah, but it wasn't sustainable. Like again, because and being, not consistent. I can, I'm not in control mm. because I'm not the only person. Mm. You yeah, know? and there was a huge problem with the functions around this the music industry mm. who does bookings who does promotion who does uh who is the venue what does the venue do and all of i was involved with all of that i was also while doing that uh, stage manager at the cairo jazz festival for five years okay. i was head of stage management okay so i also dealt with venues and i dealt with uh, festival management and so on and I was, I just, in my head, was putting the pieces together of what isn't working for everyone in this industry, and I want to fix that. Yeah. And I want to be able to be part of that a, a new ecosystem that's going to fix these problems for the artists. But what brought you, so this, the, you were still in Egypt at this time. Yes. What brought you here? Um, funny story. Um, at some point, I wasn't, so when the band was started not to do as good as it was, mm -hmm. Uh, money wasn't so good and I needed to pay rent and I needed to look for a full-time job. So I found a job in an NGO that does social entrepreneurship development. Okay. Quite, you know, far away from events. Yeah. But I felt I needed to learn something new and be part of something that impacts the society. So I joined this NGO called Nahdat al-Mahrusa in Egypt for two years in which I learned how to do a business model by screening business models for incubated social mm -hmm. enterprises that were applying to the NGO yeah. to be incubated. I learned what makes a good business model and what doesn't, how to make it profitable, what to look for, who, yeah. to, who to hire. And these, these are the things that I learned. And I've ha I have an entrepreneurial uh, personality by, by nature, I guess. So I learned these things and, and, and then at, and then I met my uh, wife now, who was at, at that time uh, my girlfriend. So I met her okay. in Jordan uh, on one of those trips that I went to do capacity building to learn how to become a trainer for the NGO that I was working for. And I went to Jordan to do a training there for with another NGO. And I met my uh, my girlfriend, and who is now my wife there. She's Jordanian. Um, she was working as a freelancer in the events industry. And she... Later on, we, you know, we started dating and so on. And later, she got an opportunity to go to Saudi. Okay. 2013, when it was not the Saudi we know now. Yeah, very different. Yeah, and she got an opportunity to go there, and she was asked to recommend the stage manager for... It was a six-month-long project in 2013. And uh, she recommended me, without letting me know. And then <laughs> next thing you know, someone, yeah, someone wants me for an interview. I got, I did the interview and I got the job six months. Yeah. So I took, uh, they, I took six months off from the NGO, went to Saudi, and that's when I started freelancing in this part of the world. After seven years of being, working in events and mm. working in an NGO and seven years of being a professional musician, 
I got the chance to move to Saudi to do a six month long project, which in which I learned how to show call. Okay. So since then I've become a show caller as well, as well as a stage manager. And then I got introduced to Event Lab. Yeah. Uh, through one of the guys who was working with us on that project in Saudi. And then just, you know, we hit it off and Event Lab started getting me more work. I started getting, you know, I do I did operations. I did F&B. Now, let, 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 I'll stop you for a second. I'm sure everyone knows, all our listeners know who Event Lab is. But for those who don't, who is Event Lab? So Event Lab is essentially an, an, an agency who is... Uh, founded by freelancers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, two freelancers. Dear friends of mine. Yes, yeah. who found that there needs to be a link between freelancers and agencies mm-hmm. and there needs to be some sort of a connection and a back end that would protect the freelancers' rights and and also help them develop their career further and be there to liaise between agency mm-hmm. and client. Same thing as a booking agent does for talents yeah. somehow. And... Since 2013, when Event Lab started, uh, it was like the two guys, Nadim and Murad, mm-hmm. and some of their friends who work mm-hmm. in the industry. And then it grew and it kept growing until it became, I think, one of the biggest uh, staffing agencies in the region at yeah. the moment. Um, so this is Event Lab. It started off as a sta- it's the biggest, one of the biggest staff- staffing agencies in the region. I am so happy to be uh, working with them. It's amazing. So what do you do for them? I was going to say, because you've moved into a kind of little, a bit of a new world for Event Lab. Yes. So Event Lab was staffing before, but you've moved, moved into more of performance. Three years ago, like 2017, they started an entertainment department that was aimed at doing the same thing for freelancers, but for entertainers and talents. Yeah. And uh, they did a few experiments with a few people, and then um, some worked, some didn't work. It was just an experimental phase, just like Film Lab, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, a little bit of backstory. When I met Event Lab for the first time, I was so impressed by the business model. I'm a people guy. I like, you know, connecting people together. Yeah. And, you know, I love that model. So I went back to my wife and I told her, why don't we start the same business model, but in, but in Cairo, where we were based at that time. So that gave us the motivation to start my own agency, in Cairo, so I I actually do have an agency. Oh, in Cairo okay. oh wow! That's uh, founded in 2015 called Jimmy Raz, and this agency, <laughs> great name. <laughs> yeah, it's me and my wife. It's, yeah. it's very cliche, but it's a fun. It's a cool name. I like it. Uh, 2015, we started Jimmy Raz to replicate Event Lab's model, but in but in Egypt, and then we it didn't work. <laughs> okay. Because, Why didn't it work? Because the freelance culture wasn't, and still isn't very popular in Egypt. I guess it's very different from Dubai, which is a very big yeah. freelance culture. Well, it's culture. more transient, right? Yeah. Exactly. Clients are scared to get freelancers on board because they're scared the freelancers would take the clients away from them. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That culture is still there. Right. Freelancing works really well in Egypt in media and production, like yeah. filming, and because most of the, the people in this industry Just are, not events. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. But events in Egypt, agencies are already big, so they'd yeah. get an accountant to do a stage man, you know. Mm. They yeah. do this rather than hire hire a freelancer. Mm. And they do they hire freelancers only for small roles. Okay. Not fa- not facing clients. So we knocked on a lot of doors. I I knew a lot of people in the industry in Egypt. They they just wouldn't get it. And we couldn't get we wouldn't get enough business. So what do we do to make our business worth we don't want to shut down. Okay. And then I started remembering what are the things that I wanted to fix in the music industry? 
bookings. I want to be a booking agent. And I started talking to my fellow artists who were finding it difficult to get booked. Yeah. Guys, how about you sign with me? I'll go out and find you shows. And that's how it started. We signed 10 groups in the first couple of years. And it started becoming profitable wow. after three years. Fantastic. Oh. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And then... <clears throat> so that's still happening. Yeah, that's still happening. There's a team now in Egypt doing that Let's for do that. us. Um, and then when Murad and Nadim decided, uh, Invent Lab decided to, you know, make take this seriously a little bit, and they saw that the things that I've been doing in Cairo with with uh, Jimmy Raz and how it's been, you know, impacting the actual industry in, in Egypt. Yeah. That there is a booking agency that only does bookings because there's a lot of overlapping. Mm-hmm. And the talent manager is not the booker. And I say this to yeah, everyone. It's very the talent true. manager yeah. is not the booker. It's a conflict of interest when it is the yeah. same person doing the two things. Yeah. And I've been saying this forever in Egypt until finally people are real, realizing and clients in Egypt are realizing if you want to program your show, your event, come to us, the bookers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, go to a promoter, fine. But if you want to book an artist, you don't go to the manager. You go to the booking agent because yeah. the manager will tell you, talk to the booking agent. Yeah. And then we start talking to the managers and we made that, we started, I'm not, I'm not claiming that we've fixed it. It's not fixed yeah. yet, but there is an end. But you've disrupted. Exactly. So they saw what I've been doing and then they're like, Jimmy, do you want to move here to Dubai? Give you the department, you know, kick it, kick it off, you know, do whatever you want with it. But make it some, make it into something, and it's it's, it's turning chapter. into something now. It's turning into something. What's the plans for the future? So um, after uh, what's happened in COVID, COVID yeah. to me was a blessing. Yeah. yeah, in hindsight, for many people, it was not during. It, no, it yeah. wasn't. It's was horrific. <laughs> yeah. After you realize it was actually, uh, as we all did. Yeah. Let's, let's be very honest and and open. Yeah. We all went to through. Mental. Oh, we all went to, you know, lots of people went to dark places. Still are in many ways. And to be honest, I feel lucky that we are in a we are from a generation that realizes the important now, the importance of addressing mental issues. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have been programmed and conditioned to bypass these issues. Oh, especially in this region. Exactly. So thanks to COVID, we stopped and said, okay, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. In my head, what's going on? And then we start tackling that, and now you can think straight. You can, yeah. you can, you can sit back without feeling that you know work is going to go away from you, and mm, then yeah. realize that it's not. It doesn't. Ha- it doesn't work that way. You know? Yeah, work is is what you make out of yourself and all of that. So, what's coming up for the future is that for me, I was able to now after pausing for a bit, uh, realize what I'm good at. Yeah, and what I'd like to keep doing rather than just you know hit and misses yeah so event lab entertainment is now uh does three main things and i do those three main things yeah and i would love to keep doing them for a while and not deviate and go somewhere else what are those three main things number one is talent booking and representation and tour management yeah straightforward there are some talents and artists out there that i personally believe in so much that i go up to them and say let me be your booking agent mm-hmm. exclusively represent you and work with you and work with other agents yeah. to get your shows and work with other promoters to get your shows because I believe in your art. Yeah. Let me give you a back end support of a crew that knows you 
a tour manager that knows what you need for your shows and that's one side and what's the second one number two programming and curation yeah of events to give you uh you know to give the clients or events you know program that is competitive that is uh, interesting and uh, provides a good experience because you all we all know that yeah a, a good a good or bad program can make or break, break for, an for event sure. for sure yeah and Number three is cultural and uh, heritage yeah. showcases and demonstrations, which is something that, by coincidence, I became experienced at yeah. because I've worked in a lot of events that had a lot of culture and heritage in the UAE and Saudi Arabia and Egypt and Jordan. So I know a lot about the culture and the heritage of the Arab world. I'm proud of it as well. And I, I love merging arts. Mm. I love art and culture bringing something that's you know super old and heritage and then bringing an edm artist and you know put it together and see how it's going to turn nice. i'm sure a lot of us know it sounds like awesome. that. so those three things are the main functions that i uh, uh, want to focus on uh, for event lab in the future and obviously uh, Jimmy Raz does the same thing, but in a different territory. Um, <laughs> oh, but you got you juggling multiple name, things. Jimmy, Jimmy Raz, Raz it sounds like, it, but it sounds like a rock star. It does. <laughs> on that, I, I was gonna say on that note, we're gonna have well, to. We gotta ask one more question. Go on, then. What do you think of the show? Is the last question. Middle I've, East I've enjoyed. Show. I've enjoyed every minute. To be honest, it's been Thank good, you. hasn't it's it? Good. Thank you so it's good. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah it's good yeah. to be it's back. Really well, that's 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 the that's the takeout we're getting from everyone. Indeed, it is. It's good to be back. I hope we we get we get the same announcement that. I was in Saudi yesterday, show calling. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I still freelance. <laughs> uh, I got a hustle. You know? Of course. Yeah, so but what was the announcement? That masks are no, no longer know, mandatory in I Saudi saw. Arabia. Um, except masks are, are now back to mandatory yeah, here. It's time indoors. to, it's time to yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to be controversial. It's hey. time to ditch the masks. Well, before we end up going into COVID land, let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's wrap it up on a high. It's good to be back. Yeah, it is. Good, good to see you, Jimmy. Really. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Thanks for coming in. Bye. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. <laughs>